Welcome to the Restaurant Reality Show, the weekly podcast that promises to share the real stories that take place behind the scenes in the food service world. I'm your host, Sam Knoll. I'm the founder and president of the website consultancysamknoll.com, as well as a 20-year veteran of the restaurant industry, and really a, a lover of all things that have anything to do with food, dining, serving, cooking, any other piece of the of the restaurant world. Now, today I'm talking with a, a great friend named Jason Godwin, uh, who also happens to be my brother-in-law. Now, Jason has been in the food service world since he became a busboy at age 14. Uh, He's worked pretty much every restaurant job one can imagine and has made a point of taking on some very specific positions to make sure he knew all elements of what takes place within a restaurant kitchen. Now, he made a decision years ago to kind of pass on going to culinary school and decided to learn, as he put it, from the School of Hard Knocks, working from some very talented chefs out of Atlanta and New York, really in an effort to learn their styles of food and serving. Now, he was the executive chef for over nine years at one of Wilmington's top restaurants. He's owned his own restaurant, and he's now one of the managers of one of my favorite groups of restaurants in that town. Now, I've had an absolute blast getting together with Jason to cook and delight our friends and family over the years. And I'm just, I'm really happy that he was willing to share some of his time with us. So I say, let's get started. How's it going? Good, good, man. How are you doing? Are you uh, I'm good, man. working like I'm crazy? Busy, been busy, which is good, but it's kind of slowing down now with work. Yeah. Uh, season's kind of over, so to speak, but there's still a lot of, more like a local summer is what we call it around here. That works. Yeah. <laughs> It'll keep you busy. <laughs> totally works. In all honesty, kind of um, to to kind of roll through this, what I'd, I'd like to do first is just, I have a few questions I can hit you with, just because I want the people listening to know kind of what your background is, how you went about, how you've gotten to where you are. And, um, you know, so I kind of want to run through a few questions uh, we can go through those, and then uh, from there, we I think some of those may help kind of lead to whatever uh, stories or the COVID stuff you've dealt with at work or whatever it may be, you know, that uh, that you feel like you want to share with everyone. Is that okay. good? Yeah, man. Let's Roll see. with it. I, I think... Um, you know, some of the, the things that when people see somebody who works in a restaurant, they've got this nice level of achievement. You know, one of the things that people always wonder is, you know, like, so when did you start working in restaurants? You know, how old were you? 17, 15, 25? You yeah. know, so when did you when did you get going in this whole business? <clears throat> and the restaurant industry uh, got into when I was uh, was really young, it's actually I think first job maybe at fourteen, fifteen, uh, bussing tables on on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, you know, and um, it's a way to kind of learn the value of a dollar as a kid, you know, and uh, have a few extra bucks in the pocket to you know go out to the football game on a Friday night or. You know, maybe to the movies with a girlfriend or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
but um, yeah, you know, it's just my first job and um, stayed in the industry, so to speak, whether it be, um, you know, did that and got into, I think, uh, worked for like a yogurt store, you know, ice cream shop in high school, you know, nice. um, but it, it wasn't probably until, um, you know, a say 19 or 20, 21, yeah. uh, started into it. And, um, for the most part, I've been in it ever since. So, and I'll, I'm going to throw a little bit of, of background also. And, you know, for anyone that's listening, because I didn't even ex- really explain who you are. <laughs> you know, so this is this is Jason Godwin, who is my brother-in-law. Um, and I thought, you know, one of the cool parts of, of working in the, in the restaurant business was that then my sister married a guy who was also in the restaurant business. So, yeah, yeah that was what, that's why I wanted to talk with you is I know some of your history, you know, and so I've always been impressed because you didn't just bust tables and then start doing little cooking. You actually worked in some different types of restaurants to learn some detailed elements about it. I mean, I know you, you did the, you did uh, some bakery time as well. What oh yeah. Like? I, mean, I mean, I've done a little bit of, I feel like I've done different parts. Um, started out baking as well. Um, you know, getting up in the morning, going in, doing like the morning, the morning breakfast, <laughs> you know, pastries, uh, then rolling over to the bread side and, and making pies and cakes as well. Um, you know, I enjoyed that. So, Pursued that for several years and then um, got really interested in the savory side of things and started started trying to train and learn a little bit about that as well. And um, eventually um, making my way up the chain um, of command, so to speak, and um, running a few of my own places and even eventually partnering up to do a little gig for a bit. So, um, but, uh, and, and I've been in, you know, front of the house, back of the house, <laughs> all over the place. A little so. bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I but, think that's, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I talk with several people and a lot of people go to culinary school and, you know, I, I, I actually applied, it was accepted could have gone up to CIA where you went and um, up in Hyde Park and um, had an opportunity to kind of train under a a chef out of Atlanta that I worked with for a few months. Um, And uh, another chef out of New York that I worked with to learn a couple different styles. And from that point on, just started to try to educate myself um, through the school of hard knocks. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, you know what? It's, it's really interesting because, um, over the years, I've worked with, with, with cooks and chefs who had gone to school and others who hadn't. Totally different ideas of which way is important and what they got out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way you did it, finding some, some very talented chefs to work under is equally, if not better, than what you get from culinary school. I mean, because you're, you're getting so much more from each of them as opposed to culinary school where you're, you're breezing through classes left and right. Um, you know, it's plus the other thing that happens is you go to culinary school and you graduate 
And the first thing that happens is anywhere you go work, they're like, oh, great. This guy went to culinary school. He thinks he knows how to do everything. <laughs> We're going to show him that he doesn't. It's almost a black mark on your <laughs> on your, your record that you have to work through. You have to go second time around. You have to go prove yourself. Yeah. Wow. And I've definitely worked with some people that that are really good and really know their stuff. And then I think a lot of people that I've worked with that have that formal background, um, you know, a lot of the things I've learned from a hands-on approach as well. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to knock a formal education. I think it's, it's a great, a great thing, no matter what you're going to pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just chose the latter, you know, by, uh, yeah. baptism by fire. <laughs> Well, you're you're a father with some kind of young kids, so you can't knock the education thing yet, you know? Oh, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Matter of fact, I get the kids in there and we you know, we're rolling pastries and you know, my daughter and I doing that and it's awesome. It's fun, man. I love Definitely it. fun. Cool. Well let's see. Um let's see. So I know you've you've done like you said, you've done some of the, the pastry work. You've done some pretty high-end fine dining as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, your restaurant that you did, um, I thought was an interesting mix. It wasn't high, high fine dining. It was a step down just a little bit, but it let you play with and do what you wanted to do. I mean, how would you categorize that restaurant? What would you was that, did you view that? I forget, like it's more of a, a brew pub type thing or what would you have called that? Yeah, more like, um, you know, the, the whole phase of the uh, gastropub-ish kind of mm-hmm. um, affair where it's a little bit nicer and a more casual kind of pub setting, um, you know, featuring a lot of the, see, I grew up in the country with a lot of farms and we always had farms table. <laughs> You know, and it wasn't until later on that people decided to let's call this. <laughs> that was that was a thing. Suddenly, it became. <laughs> that was a way of life for us, but um, you know, just supporting like local farmers, and then I really did a big push for local breweries back before the big you know local craft scene really took off. Um, especially in this area, we helped uh, bring a lot of the local um, breweries from other parts of the state down to this area. And now, uh, I think even more so in the area, we are starting to get or have been getting over the last decade, uh, several breweries popping up all around town. So, you know, we were kind of in the early stages of that. And that's kind of what we were pushing. To, uh, it was a weird, weird time, too, when we were doing that. So it was, uh, you know, the economy, it was kind of rough back then in the early it, 2000s. Yeah, that was, that was a, a rough time for the economy. You're right. So we were just trying to like still get people a good good quality food at a at a good casual price, so to speak. Yeah, um, I thought it was it was awesome. But um, well, I, let's see. I have a couple other questions here. Then um, here, this is one that I always get asked when somebody finds out that went to culinary school, worked as a chef. You know, they always say, oh, what's what's your favorite thing to cook or what's your favorite type of cooking? You know, and and I always kind of poo poo that a little bit. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's <laughs> like cooking with the local stuff wherever I am. Right. You know, right. But how do you what, what's your answer to that? That question? 
What do you enjoy? You know, it's it's kind of the, kind of the same. You know, it's it kind of depends on what I'm in the mood for and what I'm doing. Obviously, I've really over the years enjoyed cooking fish, and um, yeah, I, I live on the coast, so it's yeah, it's kind of one of those things. And um, you know, but the, you know, I, I like game game as well. Um, yeah, I grew up, like I said, I grew up as a country boy, so I ate a lot of vegetables. We had a farm, you know, a family farm and, um, spent a lot of time shucking corn and, and peas and beans and picking potatoes and, um, just, I guess it's a good old like Southern style, you know, coastal Southern cuisine. There you Probably go. be my favorite, you know? Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. I love that. Um, let's see. So, so now you've kind of you've stopped the cooking side of things. And uh, what what would you call this group of restaurants you work with now? Is it all kind of a Hispanic, or what would you? Yeah, more of like a California Mexi. There you go. Um, you know, like a Southern California Baja style Mexican with, um, you know, some parts, a little bit of a Tex-Mex flair um, in one of our spots. But, um, yeah, this group's been around for 26, 27, wait, 27 years, I think. Whatever. I didn't realize that. Wow. I think. And uh, I've been with these guys for about six years now. And um, I stepped out of the kitchen. I'm taking on more of a front of the house GM role. Um, but I'm still, you know, hands in everywhere I can be um, to help out wherever, whenever. Um, this is a good, it's a good group and uh, it kind of really fits the lifestyle, the coastal lifestyle as well. Yeah. That, that coastal element. I like that. And that's, uh, yeah. I grew up with some of that too. And, you know, kind of growing up on the water. I think once you have that as part of your life, you know, you never want to let go of that. And yeah. I saw you guys yeah. down fishing off the beach the other day recently. You know, I mean, yeah, we spent, we, kids and I were fishing out yesterday and, you know, it's good. We we're going to go today, but it looks like the hurricane's coming through. So I we're going to yeah. <laughs> probably, uh, probably kick that and just, you know, wait it out. But anyways, um, yeah, man, anytime we can get by the water and just, be a part of that, you know. That's right. It's always good. So we got to move you back into the the boat ownership world, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're that's it's on the it's on the list. There you go <laughs> in your free time, yeah. right? Talk about it. It's talked about daily. We just talked about it a little bit ago. So yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Be fishing from the boat then. Well, that's good because then we'll come down and visit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, OPBs, other people boat, other people's boats. There you go. Best, right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, so I was wondering. So, over these years, and this is always the interesting part. So, as I as I talk with other friends about stories they may have, you know, um, I know one of the things. I, I guess there are two things that I, I would ask about. One is kind of how this whole pandemic and this COVID thing has affected you and the restaurant you're in and what all has taken place. But so what, how has the COVID 
element? What has that done to your restaurant? What did you have to, how did the restaurant change? What are y'all doing differently? How has that worked? Uh, with the COVID, we, you know, you had to step back and take a look and almost with a lot of folks try to reinvent your concept and what you were trying to do, um, how to take what you were doing and putting it in a box, a, a good bit of it. <laughs> to go box. Taken out. <laughs> um, you know, and, and then once we were able to open back up to, you know, 50% capacity, um, just making sure that not only the guests that were coming into the restaurants felt safe, um, but uh, really, most importantly, our staff felt safe. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we you know it's what keeps us going is good working happy staff. Um, so we had you know a lot of um, you know precautionary measures as far as like the cleanliness. Um, following the, the three W's uh, that's co- so commonly um, repeated throughout. <laughs> and, um, you know, just making sure that everyone was following the guidelines. And yeah. uh, we've stuck pretty strong to it. You know, we've, we've dealt with it. Uh, being in a coastal town, once again, you do see a lot of tourists. So you have people coming from all over. So you have to be really, really careful what's going on. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's nice that we've kind of, I feel like we've kind of gotten used to it. We were in a groove now. Um, if we could maintain this takeout business um, and then throw in a hundred percent again, that would be a yeah. great thing. I think, I think for a while that people are going to be still doing the takeout until they're comfortable. Um, I continue to tell staff that, if people are coming out, they're comfortable. So let's make sure they have a good time and make yeah. sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do, you know, but yeah, yeah it's definitely affected us in the sense that you had to step back and say, wait a minute, let's rethink what we're doing. And, um, you know, kind of go from there. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been good. I mean, we're we're kind of, I feel like it's, it's just how it is, you know, it's how it is for now. And it's, I it's, don't, I, yeah. I don't see it changing anytime soon, honestly. So. You know, and I was talking with another restaurateur earlier today and I mean, that was exactly it, you know, and it, so it is just figuring out, okay, well, we can only have a handful of people in our restaurants now, so we can't rely on that. So how do we do takeout but not just takeout. It's like, we have to do it really well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's got a, a higher end restaurant. And, um, you know, so again, how do we even put a, put this food in the box? So it looks like as the same quality that you want people to get when they're sitting at a table. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's tough. I mean, yeah. Especially if you're, in, if you're in the higher end, you know, I was actually talking with, um, with the restaurant tour, one of, you know, who I'm talking about cause I worked for them for many years and they, mm-hmm. uh, they, um, you know, catered my wedding and, um, yep. they're higher end. And, uh, you know, I was, I was talking with them about it and, and, um, you know, that was exactly what they were saying. They were like, how, how our biggest challenge has been taking what we do in house 
you know, the timing on it, you know, the, some things can be done here. Some things could not be done in a box. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing. You have to adjust your menu even. Biggest challenge. Yeah. For them, which I would imagine it would be, you know, Um, even even with the casual cuisine that we're doing, some things work better in house than they would to go. So, uh, but you still try to, uh, I think the biggest challenge that we faced uh, especially when the restaurant was closed to the public was just the ticket times uh, oh, really? of people are still going to eat out, you know, and you may go from a 15 minute to 20 minute ticket time saying, yeah, you're free to be ready, be here, yada, yada to, eh, it's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour, you know? So then you're trying to time it out. So when the people do come and pick it up, it's still going to be hot, you know, and it's as close uh, to that quoted time as possible. So, so, so. with those, that's an instance then, correct me if I'm wrong, where somebody, like, say I want to eat at 5 o'clock tonight, and I place my order now at 2.30. So you've got to watch. Is that what you're working towards then, is making sure that? No, we're working on just the phone. We're working on just the phones ringing, man. <laughs> and, uh, we, you know, we may be on a two-hour wait for takeout orders. <laughs> so, that's crazy. That's where... <laughs> The challenge is, I would say, you know, it's just the volume of what's coming in. Right. And then, and then, then they open up to 50%. So now we're obviously we're trying to like time out the dining at, a, at mm-hmm. an appropriate time, along with the people we're quoting on the phones with an appropriate time and with the utmost quality, whether it be in house right. or at a house. So, um, it's it's a that's probably the biggest challenge. It's a great challenge to have. Um, yeah, it's a lot better so, than than having no challenge. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's probably been probably the toughest thing that I noticed was just adapting to the takeout orders. Probably, you know, that's pretty wild. <clears throat> well, so let's see. Um, any stories, anything come to mind that, uh, that you might want to share any bizarre things? Any, I mean, it was interesting when I kind of started to put this book together, I, I said, you know, when folks come to this site, I want stories that are happy, that are sad, that are inspiring, that are dumbfounding, that are, you know, it's kind of whatever. So anything come um, to mind? I know they're in there. This is if you and I were sitting out by a fire. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of the store. Some of the best ones probably came from when you and I were in the kitchen with a bottle of whiskey, trying to cook up some family Christmas dinners. Oh God! Um, was that like three, three, three rounds, rounds burning creme brulees for like the fifteenth time at your grandmother's house or something. Um. Anyways, yeah, I mean, it, you know, the thing about working in a restaurant and and particularly in a kitchen is um, with your fellow line cooks and chefs, there's always that brotherhood that um, is part of the passion, I think. And it's part of the reason that you're there and the fun, it's fun. It's fun to go to work. Um, you know, it's fun to get off work and hang out and, you know, you talk about what went wrong at one Oh five or, you know, what tonight we crushed it or, you know, whatever. And you have a couple of beers and uh, go to bed and you get up and you do it all over again the next day. Um, so, but I mean, yeah, there's never, there's not typically a, a boring day at work, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You, you never know what you're going to cross. 
Uh, you never know what's going to break down. You never know what's going to, you know, you know, what the guests are going to, or, you know, expect or, or not be happy with or are happy with. It's, it's never a boring day. Absolutely. Never a boring day. That's a good point. Yeah. The, uh, the things breaking down is, um, and this is kind of indicative of, I feel of the restaurant business and the fact that your customers don't ever need to know that <laughs> there's no air conditioning in the kitchen and it might be 128, 130 degree. Right. Or, yeah. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as long as you, as long as you carry on, um, they never do know. You just can right. continue to do your thing because they're there and your, your goal is to make sure that this is their best experience that they've ever had. Every time. Every time, right. Exactly. From the minute they walk in to the minute they leave, you know, even after after they've left and they're talking about how much fun they had, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I remember years ago somebody telling me, you know, you are only, in, in the restaurant business, you are only as good as the last meal you served. Mm -hmm. Because, again, they might have had a hundred fantastic meals and then they come in and that last one, something didn't work right or it came out or something was forgotten or whatever it may be. And that's the one they remember, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of like the reviews, you know, you can get 10 great reviews, but you get that one that's not, someone's not happy and that's the one that sticks. So, oh. and, and as the person producing it, I guess you almost get used to the good reviews and then you get yeah. that bad review and that one really kind of sticks in the craw, so to speak. And <laughs> you know, somehow it's going to take a whole bunch of good reviews on top of that to, to get rid of that, that idea. Right. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. Um, you know, as far as like good fun stories, I mean, there's, like I said, there's a brotherhood, uh, just the camaraderie of being with your peers at work and, especially when I was younger, not, not as much anymore. Um, there's a lot you've of, kind of you've, you've moved a little more into the management side of things, now, yeah, yeah. which does change things. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of practical jokes being played when we were younger. Um, a lot of egos you would come across in the kitchen. I felt like at times, uh, there was a period where, uh, way back in the day, um, a lot of not so sanitary things you would probably come across and, um, which is mind blowing now that I think back, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> but, um, I mean, that's, that's back in the days where you're cooking and guys, you know, guys have a cigarette hanging out of their absolutely, mouth. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, see a lot of that kind of stuff. But, um, it, it, yeah, not anymore. And it hasn't been that way for some time. But, yeah, I, I started out back when there were a lot of things that as long as you got the food out and the people enjoyed it, that's all that, that you know, that mattered. So, um, And then people started figuring out, huh, so when I eat there, my stomach doesn't feel great the next day. 
<laughs> so you try to steer clear of those spots. Put right. all those things together, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been I've been fortunate, man. I've always been and and were able to work and and kind of chosen to work in places that uh, dealt with higher quality, higher end stuff. Um, I was trained, you know, to really respect the food and. Um, that's where I came in, you know, the passion came from satisfaction. And I've, I've always enjoyed a party. I've always enjoyed entertaining, um, you know, come over to the house. We'll have some drinks. I'm going to make this big spread. Uh, like you said, we'll have a fire going out back late night cigars, you know, whiskeys and, um, you know, just entertaining fellowship, you know, and, um, that's part of the, you know, the, the magic, I guess, that kind of drew me to the industry that mm-hmm. um, I, I enjoyed it so much. Uh, worked in it as a, as a part-timer in, in college and really enjoyed, I always tell people I got to the point where I, I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to work more so than I wanted to go to class. I, so I, I, like, I, I, I agree. Back. I felt the same way. Yeah. So I had to step back and say, you know what, maybe this is the direction I should kind of take my, my, you know, school of hard knocks, self-taught education, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and chose to go that route, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, yeah. I tell people all the time, it, it keeps me young, makes me, keeps pushing me, you know? Yeah. I feel like I keep, that and my kids, you know, running around with my kids keeps, keeps me young. But um, yeah, it's younger or wear me out. So <laughs> either way, no, it is true because yeah, you got to work. You're on your feet for you know ten, twelve hours. Yeah. Then you come home and the kids are up, ready to roll. <laughs> it's yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, you never sit down. Never sit down. No. Nope. Um, and going back to the COVID thing, that's probably been another one of the the, the challenges, just kind of getting used to, um, you know, the mask thing, 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of gotten used to it, but there are days where I'm like, man, I'm, it's, it's just kind of wild that this is where we are now um, mm-hmm. as a country. You know, yeah, as how, a, did, how did we get globally. here? It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I think everybody's pretty much doing a good part on trying to like get some sense of normalcy where they're still trying to uh, be cautious in the way that they do it. Mm-hmm. Good. Definitely good. Yeah. Now, how about, and I'm just thinking back again about the COVID thing for you guys. You've got, there are numerous restaurants in your, it's not a chain, in your group. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't all stayed open, but that might have already been in the works for at least one of those, right? I mean, well, yeah, a couple of them happened with them. You guys really kind of combined down to a single place, or do you have multiple places now, or how is that well, affecting? Yeah, still, still have multiple locations, um, and um. Each one is its own identity, yet we're still under the same blanket of a company. Mm-hmm. Um, we all are similar. And, um, you know, the, the flavor profiles, um, 
but a little different in our own little ways, which is good. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you um, do you have any friends in town who uh, you know in this restaurant business who've had to shut down or have gone out of business or have you have you watched any of that taking place? I have seen I have seen people close the doors. Do you think they're closed permanently or just to try? Yeah, to- I think a lot of I think a lot of people have closed up shop. Um, maybe down the road they'll do something else, but for now, mm-hmm. I, you know, I read my daily restaurant journal or weekly restaurant journal, and you'll find places that close it down. Um, a lot of it has to do with the COVID. Which is unfortunate. That, yeah. You know. I guess that is true because restaurants come and go anyways. <laughs> yeah. To some degree, you know. To some degree. You're absolutely right. I mean, there there's some locations that for the most part, every time you drive by it, it looks like there's a different restaurant in there. And that's, you know, I think that's the way some of that works. And then eventually the right operator with the right idea hits that spot and it just goes. And those are the ones truly that you hate to see for whatever reason, them not being able to figure out how to work with their loyal customers and changing some of what they serve, whether it's all going to take out or it's a mix or, you know, whatever it is so that they can keep going. That's uh, it's, it's an, it's a business that doesn't afford, um, a very high, you know, level of, of you know, net profit. <laughs> so it's, it's hard for a lot of restaurateurs to, to carry much of a bubble to live beyond two, three months, you know, and I think that's the problem is we look at where we are right now and this has gone on a lot longer than two, three months and it's going to keep going on. Uh, that's a tough one. Yeah. So you guys, with your ability to kind of keep doing what you've done with the takeout, it's, it's amazing. You know, those were awesome numbers that I've heard. And I think that's, that's, you know, I guess some of that speaks to the type of food, the quality of the food, the service people are getting. I think you have a the right combination of all those elements that need to be hitting to do top line, top of the line business at any time. So kudos to, uh, to you guys. Uh, so yeah, we've been around for a while now and, um, you know, we, we were recently in the last couple of years, um, acquired by a, another group that, uh, are looking to possibly expand a little bit outside of the area or not possibly. I think it's a, it's a it's given. plan. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, for uh, the pandemic, <laughs> keep an eye out right around the corner. You never know. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, we definitely have a, a large following throughout the state. So, yeah. Uh, might have one in your own hometown. You never know. Yeah. So, and you guys, you lost, uh, the, the, was he truly the founder of this whole thing? He passed away. Mm-hmm. Is that two years ago now? Yeah, a couple years back. So, yeah, yeah. This was his, uh, his, you know, his his whole idea, his um, vision, his passion. Um, 
uh, truly one of the most um, uh, amazing uh, human beings that I've ever met. Um, just uh, uh, learned so much from him, uh, business sense wise, and um, just um, as a as a person, you know, uh, just to you know, I, I used to always tell people, you know, he's he's very passionate and he's very um, he's very strong in what he wants, and if you come in and you do those things, the man will do anything for you. Yeah. Um, you know, so no matter how many years you've done this and you've done it in many other places, this is his baby. Uh, do it the way he wants it. Do it and, his uh, way. Trust me, it's been here for a long time, so it's working, you know. <laughs> and that's true. So, I mean, yeah, this is someone you were aware of him and of these restaurants long mm-hmm. before you ever started working in any of them. Absolutely. And that was probably why, yeah, a good bit of the appeal so you know i went and talked with him and uh it was something that he wanted me on the team and uh, i wanted to be a part of the team so um like i said i came in with these guys like six years ago and a guy i was very fortunate to work with him and for him uh, closely for you know four years and um yeah. but i'm excited for the new new direction things are going um you know with the opportunities and um Agreed. You know, just this, just a lot of great things that are going to happen. Very cool. So. Awesome, man. Kind of moving on to my next phase and learning some things. So it's a good thing. What's, Definitely. what's the next, what's the next phase for Jason Godwin? Uh, you know, just continuing to grow, not only as a, a you know, a restaurant management, um, but just to strengthen some of the strengths that I already have, I possess, and um, to hopefully learn and acquire some new new ways to do things, along with understanding uh, more data that's going to be presented for me, um, mm-hmm. kind of using analyzing, running business the business through that way as well. So it's pretty exciting, pretty exciting stuff. And that is, it is amazing now, especially in a group that does a high volume too. You know, it all depends on what data you're collecting on people. You know, it gets kind of incredible to really start even looking at that and to, to help using that data to make future decisions, to make decisions to open new restaurants, to look at the data around a restaurant, its location, et cetera, and then look at others to compare those and figure out where else we can duplicate what we're doing here and have it work in a similar fashion. That stuff I find highly exciting. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. You know, and I feel like throughout, throughout the years that I've been doing this, which is probably close to 30 now, um, you know, I I think back at, at the stages and what, what was the most important to me as far as, you know, the restaurant business and the hospitality business. And as I've evolved over the years and realizing, you know, as the picture got bigger, the different avenues and the different things, which still being tied very closely to the industry, um, maybe not so hands-on with the actual production, you know, the, chopping and prepping, cooking and putting it out, um, but evolving, which has gotten me outside of the kitchen, um, 
you know, the old joke of shaking babies and kissing hands kind of thing more so. And, um, um, you know, whether it be something as, 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 the, as what we're doing right now, you know, there's just so many different avenues that you can branch out from where we started out as, um, as that bus boy at 14 years old or that dishwasher at 16 or that you yeah. know, line cook at 18 or 19 or 20 or whatever it was, you know, and, uh, to come this, you know, to where we are now, you know, whether it be, um, you know, years, years back in the last 25 years, the celebrity of the chef and the restaurant grandeur, I guess, came out and, you know, there's just cookbooks and just so many different, different things that can, you know, can come from, you know, like I said, the beginning from where we, we kind of started out, you know, that's exciting to me. I think you're right. And I remember it was interesting that in culinary school at the CIA, I forget you'd go for, I don't know if it was about 20 weeks and then you'd go do like a 12 to 15 week externship. And then you'd come back for another 20 weeks. That was kind of the whole program. And what I found really interesting was I had a a healthy number of classmates who went to school went out and did their externship. When they came back to school, they said, I don't want to be a chef anymore. I want to be a pastry chef, or I want to focus on wines. Or I, I with the, the number one student in, in my class, wanted to focus, she went to work for a taste company, you know, where they're developing flavor enhancements, say for, you know, for high end to low end restaurants, you know, it's, it was, you start realizing that their folks want to be a food stylist. You know, it's like, there are all these different, different things one can do. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Absolutely. I mean, there's just so many different avenues. You know, and, and I know a lot of guys that they were in the kitchen, you know, they've stepped out and working for someone like food companies. Now they're mm-hmm. selling food. Or they're, yeah just signing on with these bigger brands and they're doing trade shows. I mean, there's just so many different, different things you can do. Um, Yeah. Working with those bigger brands is interesting, especially if you have a real passion for food and you're still getting, you're not selling out in a sense, you're still getting to, to live within that world, just enjoying it from a little different perspective and explaining it to people. You know, that's pretty cool. There are also folks who say, you know what, I'm going to go be a teacher. Or I'm going to go, you know, I mean, there are all kinds of things. I had a, uh, you know, a guy that I worked with, he, that's what he did. You know, he got an opportunity to go back and um, teach culinary school. So that's what he chose. He walked out of the kitchen and that's, now he's teaching people how to do it. So kind of cool when you think about it it all depends yeah. on what you want to do with your life but uh i guess that's kind of the underlying piece of this is there are more opportunities than most people realize yeah and i think you're right it just keeps growing getting bigger mm-hmm. and bigger broader so cool well, is there is there anything else it's about time for us to wrap up here no man that's Kind of a roundabout, um, <laughs> quick. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Um, 
summary of the last 30 years for me and what it, where, where, where I came from, where I'm going, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's an interesting ride. I mean, because they're always, it's like any business where there are a lot of highs and lows, but I think the food business is interesting even more so because great restaurants still fail at times. Mm-hmm. mediocre restaurants somehow persevere on forever it's like you know it's uh it's it's hard to say how it's all gonna work yeah know? location clientele i mean it's every, just so many variables. yeah yep. yeah development of the city and things going on around you and yeah yep and i guess that's another piece that folks who are truly in this business start tying themselves into also is even What's 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 going to grow around this city? They want to know where the next hub is in their city, mm-hmm. so they can get in there or you know whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, Jason, thank, thank you. For, I appreciate uh, you having me in here, man. Thanks for the invite. Hey, thank you. Definitely, yeah. I love it. And uh, <laughs> we will. Sorry, it took me so long to get back to you, but nope. um, it's it's all good. Hopefully, we'll get down to see you guys before too long, too. So yeah, It'd be fun, man. It's it's been too long. It's been uh it's been a long uh just since the whole COVID thing. And there's not a whole lot of for at least for us visiting and traveling. I know. we're the same. Staying yeah, low key things- and trying to try health, trying to stay healthy. You know, stay healthy. We uh, we need things to clear up a little bit, and then we'll go out and we'll get a a half bushel or a bushel of oysters and. Hose them off in the backyard and dude, that's so much fun. We haven't done that in a while. We I need know, to do exactly. That. So we'll do yeah. it. Awesome. awesome. All right, man. Well, thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me on the Restaurant Reality Show. Please remember to tell your friends that these shows are available to listen to for free in any, and I mean any app that supports podcasts whatsoever. I hope you enjoyed this interview, that it's enabled you to let go of all the the stuff that life seems to be throwing at you these days as a little bit of fun in your life is an essential thing. So now go on, enjoy the rest of your day or night, and please remember the following. Take care of your local restaurants as we really need them in our lives. 